Well, welcome everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a leaning factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. Well, welcome Church Alive to our Church Alive online experience. If you're new watching today, so honoured that you are here. Man, I hope you'll join us in the chat online on YouTube or Facebook. And uh, man, I hope you're excited that parks are starting to open. And I can't even believe it's been six weeks since we've actually met in person, but it looks like good things and great things are on the horizon. Want to let you know, we're praying for you and believing with you. But I've been so proud of our church. It's been so generous. We've been able to give to first responders this week. I had so many emails letting us know, man, thank you for valuing and honouring us. And then uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've been meeting needs with groceries. And so I just want to thank you to our church who makes that happen through its faithfulness and generosity. And even what you see right now, it's because of that. We're going to pray together right now. And I hope you put distractions away and everything that would just stop you hearing a message that would really impact and change your life today. Come on, let's pray together. Let's believe for this experience to be one of strength and power in your world. Father, I thank You for every man, every woman, every person within the sound of my voice. Bless them. May Your face shine upon them. Father, I thank You for this unusual season, even though sometimes it was hard, even though sometimes it was difficult and I pray for those who went through loss and tragedy. I just pray for them. there will be comfort. But I pray that every single person right now would embrace what you have for them in a greater dimension. That we'd value what you value, Father. Lord, in Jesus' awesome name. Come on, I want you to de- declare this with me. I didn't see it coming. Say that. I didn't see it coming. We are beginning off a brand new series this week said, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. How about you? Did you see this thing coming? I mean, it's never happened before in the history really of America. It's never happened all over that shut down churches, shut, shut down businesses. And we'd never seen this before. I remember when I first began to hear about what was about to happen and, and, and maybe the rumors that were happen. I mean, I'm a faith person. I'm like, guys, it's going to be fine. I remember even some saying some things that now seem kind of ignorant six weeks ago, but the very next Sunday, we had to shut down church. Sometimes, let's be honest, you get around some people, you get around some people and they'll tell you, man, I saw that coming. I saw that happening. I saw, you know, the election will come. Someone's going, man, I saw that coming. And, and, and there's been things happening across the world that we didn't see coming. And you'll talk, bump into someone and they're like, man, I saw that coming. Who saw like Macy's maybe maybe going down? Who saw like Kmart maybe going down? Who saw those things? Who saw Blockbuster going down? Sometimes on a personal level though, I've had conversations with my wife and she's like, I don't trust that person. Now my wife is a very loving, trusting person, but sometimes she'll say, I don't trust that person. What's she really saying? I see something or I 
I smell something that maybe you don't smell. And I find that often women have that greatest sixth sense. How many women can put a little chat and thumbs up? And yeah, yeah, we seem to smell it. God, I know, man, we need God to increase our discernment. But I want to invite us to look into a man in the Scripture who is one of the greats of the Bible who saw it coming. He had an incredible dream. In Genesis chapter 37, he is a young man. He's basically a graduating senior, high school level, and God gives him a dream. Let me say this, man, if you're a high schooler, I pray that God begins to speak to you as a young boy, as a young girl, that God begins to give you dreams because He did it for Joseph and He can do it for you. God spoke to Joseph at the age of 17, he began to download, give him the 411, give him a, a snapshot of the future. He gave him a dream that one day the, the, his brothers and his mothers, sorry, his mother and his father would be literally bowing down to him. He had another dream that the sun and the moon and the stars would bow down to him. Unfortunately, he was a bit arrogant. He was a little cocky. He was a bit of a selfie king. And he began to tell them, listen, one day I'm going to rule over you. And they hated him for it. He was actually the favorite of his own father. His father made him like a special jacket. It was a coat of many colors. And because of that, his own brothers hated him more. Well, one day, Dad sends him on assignment to go and see how the brothers are doing. He comes from far away, and as he's walking off in the distance, they see him. There's so much hatred and bitterness in the family because of the father's unusual favour towards him that as they see him coming, they say, you know what? Let's kill him. No, let's beat him up. Let's not just play a trick on him. No, let's kill him. You know things are bad when every brother wants to kill you except one and one says, no, 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 let's, let's just throw him into a pit because he was thinking later he'd pick him out of the pit. But instead of that happening, they sold him off in slavery, literally like you are going to be a slave. And he gets sold and sent to Egypt. And a high captain of the guard, an official called Potiphar at that time buys him and he's literally brought into his house as a slave. But Joseph has learned some things. He has exercised his giftedness towards leadership. He problem solves. He, he makes it happen. He takes the worst of situations and he makes the best of it. I hope that you can do that. I encourage you to do that and me to do that is to take the worst of situations and make the best of it because that's what Joseph did. He made the best out of the worst situation. And as he began to do that, he kept a positive spirit. He solved problems. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 39 that it says this, verse 3, when his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, he promotes him. However, his promotion led to his elevation, which opened the door for temptation. Potiphar had a wife, I'll call her Hotiphar. She was probably a very attractive woman. And the Bible says that she began to look at Joseph as a young man and be like, you know what? My husband's probably having affairs. I'm going to have a little affair. So she begins to lure him. She begins to tempt him. She begins to say, why don't you and me 
go sip some lattes together. I don't think she used that language, but day after day, she literally asked him. And he did something amazing. He wasn't just a young boy with leadership. He wasn't just a young boy that God had given him an incredible ability to see dreams. He was a young man of character. And the Bible says this, that he kept resisting her all the time. He kind of went COVID-19 on her. He wore the mask and here's what he said. He said, devil, he said, not today. I think all of us can do that, can't we? Can't all of us put on the mask and say, devil, not today. I'm not giving into your temptation. I'm not giving into the lure. I'm gonna keep my character even when it hurts, even when it doesn't make sense. I'm gonna keep my character. And if I'm failing in my character, I'm gonna put the grace of God, the mercy of God on it, but I'm going to get accountable. What I love about Joseph, what I find honestly, absolutely incredible about Joseph is Joseph didn't have church. Joseph didn't have YouTube videos. Joseph didn't have podcasts. Joseph didn't have books to get encouraged around other people of like faith. But there was a faith that was put in him as a young boy that said, God is watching. And he literally says to Potiphar's wife, how could I sin against the Lord? I want you to notice that Joseph was gifted but Joseph had incredible character. Man, we need some people with character. I pray that I can continue and always be. I pray that you will just value character like Joseph so that you can be blessed by God like Joseph. The great Robert Shuler once said this, he says, tough times don't last, but tough people do. That's good news. Tough times don't last, but tough people too. Nelson Mandela said this about his 27 years in prison. He said this, if I had not been in prison, I would have not been able to achieve the most difficult task in life. And that is changing yourself. As the great prophet Michael Jackson said, I'm talking about the man in the mirror, baby. Watch this now. Joseph was a man of gifting, but Joseph was a man of character. And success went wherever he went. It didn't matter whatever he did. Whatever he did, that's what seemed to succeed and that's what seemed to flourish. Let me give you a statement today that I would say that summarizes my whole theme of this, not this series, but this particular talk is this, God's primary way of providing for you is through your gifting and through your character. God's primary way, doesn't mean it's not a secondary way or a third tier way. God's primary way of providing for you is through your gifts and your character. If you're a person of faith, if, if you've grown up around faith people and church people, sometimes we can overplay the miracles of God and underplay the principles of God, but I believe that we can be a church alive that is both, that we believe for God to move. We believe for God to heal bodies and heal the sick and, and do things that restore marriages that no one could restore. I believe we can believe it and be a church that believes and prays for that. But I also believe that we can be people of wisdom. I believe we can be people of character. I believe that we can be people 
that know that God's provision, God's blessing, God's promotion in our life is actually through our gifts and our character. Because this is such an important concept to get in your mind and get in your heart during a time where some businesses are doing terrible and some businesses are doing well. There is famine in certain places and famine and blessing in other places. There's never famine everywhere. Don't believe that there's famine everywhere. No, there's blessing in some places and there's famine in some places. And maybe right now you've been let go. Maybe right now you've, you've been shrunk your hours or you shrunk your pay. Or, and, and it's kind of like, man, there's a famine in the land. Do you know there will be always times of ups and downs? There will always be, if you look at the history of the Bible, there were times of great blessing and there was times of great famine. But understand this principle, because this principle will set you free in your spirit to know that God has already blessed you. Because sometimes, let's be honest, faith people, we're looking for God to bless us in this kind of supernatural or super spiritual way. But I heard a great leader say, God is not super spiritual. God is supernatural. It means this, God wants to put His super, His favour, His grace on your natural. He's not super spiritual. In other words, God would say this to the children of Israel. He would say, I will bless the work of your hands. But if you didn't do any work, He had nothing to bless. So what am I saying during this time? Let's understand that God has gifted you already with certain gifts and certain talents. And one of the great things that you you and I can do is develop those gifts, is, is discover them and develop them. And then, as Keith Kraft, the great pastor and leader says, is then deploy them. Uh, Joseph was gifted to interpret dreams. Joseph was gifted as a leader, but he kept developing his character. Because sometimes, if you and I don't understand that we're already blessed, already God has gifted it. Some of you are managerial minded. You are a leader. You are uh, administrative. Some of you are creative. Some of you are blessed with so many different gifts. And if you don't understand what you're already gifted with, you will bypass it and look for some out there gift when God has already put incredible giftings and talents within you. And as you discover that you are already gifted and already talented, then it releases you to understand that when you operate in those gifts and operate in those talents, guess what? God puts His super on them as you give glory to God for those gifts. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says this, Do you see someone skilled in their work? It says this, they will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. I believe a great question is, how does God want to bless me? How does God want to bless me? And sometimes when you talk about God's blessing as a preacher, you can almost get the flack of, oh, we shouldn't be talking so much about God's blessing. Do you know that Jesus started the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, talking about how to be blessed by God? And what's interesting is Matthew chapter 5, He says this, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, meek sounds like weak, but it has nothing to do with it. Meek, 
literally means, one uh, um, Bible translator put it this way, a meek person is a person like a horse that has been broken so that whenever his master pulls left, he goes left. Whenever his master pulls right, he goes right. In other words, they are immediately obedient. See, if you and I can cultivate like Joseph, a immediately obedient type of spirit to God, Jesus actually said, the meek, those that do this, those that walk in the righteous ways of God, they shall be blessed. Matthew 6 verse 33 is one of the most well-known passages of Scripture in all of the Bible. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. That's what we're to do. We're to seek first the kingdom of God. But it, and then it says, and then and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you as well. Well, what's His righteousness? The Amplified Bible goes on to say that His righteousness are His right paths or His way of walking. So I want to suggest this to you. When you seek God, that doesn't just mean prayer. It doesn't just mean word. It doesn't just mean going to church. It actually means work. Why do I say that? It's so important that you and I understand this that there is such value in work because work produces value both in us and through us for the glory of God. See, when God created Adam, when God created Adam, He has a face-to-face moment. He literally forms Adam and then He breathes upon him and Adam opens his eyes and God and Adam are basically looking at each other like a father would look at a son. I remember the first time I held my son, I held him in my arms and I remember staring at him and looking at him and and literally tears began to flow down my face. It was such an incredible, joyful moment. And the father has this moment with Adam and he he basically has a face-to-face moment with him. And then once he knows who he is, Do you know what he does next? He gives him a job. Manage the garden. You see, your work isn't a waste of time. My work is not a waste of time. Your work is not not spiritual. No, your work has incredible value in the sight of God. Joseph's reputation was whatever he did, he did it well. I don't know about you, but I've had to work on that. Whatever he did. You see, I value certain things, but there's other things I don't seem to value as much. And I've got to embrace continually a whatever I do mentality, I'm going to do it well like Joseph. Jesus told a famous parable in the parable of the talents. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells a parable of a man who received five talents, one with two talents and one with one talent. What's a talent? A talent is basically a million dollars. What is Jesus saying? He says, I am giving each three of these a lifetime of provision. I'm giving them a gift and I'm going to go away and later I'm going to check back in on what did they do with my gifts. And Jesus says, this is how the kingdom of God works. And he says, I gave one five million, I gave one two million and I gave one another million. Here's here's what both of them did. Both of them that were blessed believed that God's favour was on their life, that God was for them, and they immediately went away and they put it to work. They doubled it and God looks at them and He says, well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. Guess what? I'm going to bless you and I'm going to increase you and I will make you ruler over many. 
The guy with two million did the exact same thing. But the guy with one million, for some reason, had a false view of God. He literally thought that God wanted to punish him, that God was not for him, that he had no grace. And so he allowed a false view of God, a false belief of God. And then he allowed fear to basically dictate his decision-making and he allowed apathy and laziness to get in him. And God actually comes back and Jesus says that He will take from the one and give it to the other. See, I want you to know today that fear and laziness are the great hindrance to God's provision in your life. Fear and laziness are the great hindrances to God's provision in your life. I want to say this because I want to make sure that this is a time of compassion, it's a time of mercy. I want to let you know that if there's times where you need to depend on someone else, I want to let you know that if you need generosity from our church, man, we're going to do our absolute best to be generous to you. We're going to, amen, if a stimulus check is coming, great. But at the same time, don't stay there. That might be a season, but you say, man, that was that season, but I'm going to look into and I'm going to move forward into a new season. It's a season of gifting. It's a season of diligence. It's a season where I say, God is not trying to punish me. God is for me and I get out of fear and maybe one door closed, but I tell you this, another door will open. Let me tell you again, God's primary way of blessing us is through our gift and our character. We will always value generosity as a church because the Bible says, he who lends to the poor, lends to the Lord, and says, and the Lord will repay him. But here's what I believe with all my heart. If we will begin to value that we're wired for work, that diligence, that balance in it is important, that we value as a church, that we are already graced with gifts. God has already put gifts on your life. God has already wired you a certain way. And then we value the development of character. We We will be able to be more generous than we ever thought we'd be able to be. You see, if we will do those things like Joseph, it'll be like the hand of God will come upon our life. I want to give you some faith and hope at the moment that good things come out of tough times. Good things come out of even recessions. Do you know that in the global financial crisis of 2008, which actually doesn't feel like that long ago, do you know that the WhatsApp was built in that time? Do you know that Uber started in 2008? Do you know that Pinterest started in the recession of 2008? Do you know that Instagram started in 2008? Our church uses Instagram all the time. It was in a recession that that was started. Do you know that the great Disney, Walt Disney started in the Great Depression of 1929? I just wanna let you know that even in the bad times, you might have lost a job. Things might seem hard. I want to tell you there's opportunity. One door may close, another one can open, but it'll take us valuing our work, our giftings. It'll, it'll take us valuing character. And here's what I truly believe. 
When I value what God values, I am living in alignment with my new identity. What's my new identity? My new identity is who I am in Christ. My new identity is I'm righteous in His sight. My new identity, I'm a son and daughter of the Most High God. And when I align with God's values, I live up to that identity. When I live in alignment, I place myself in the position of blessing. The Bible goes on to say, Paul tells the church in Corinth at that time in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, he says, And God is able to make all grace, he says, abound to you, so that in all things, he says, at all times, he says, you will abound in every good work. He says, God is able to make all grace abound to you. But how does God make grace abound to you? God's primary way of blessing you is through your gifts and through your character. I want to read one more passage of Scripture with you that I believe can be a prophetic message to a man who, who's going through a hard time, to a family right now and to our church. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 18 says this, I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parts ground in the springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and the acacia in the myrtle and the olive, I will set junipers in the wasteland from the cypress so that people may see and know and consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this for the Holy One of Israel has created it. What does that mean? God is saying there's a barren time and I'm actually going to send a river. I am literally going to send a a. A, a barren place is literally going to be a spring where rivers flow. And I want to say to our church today, man, I see a great harvest coming into our church. I see a harvest of people. I see a harvest of greater and healthier families. But I also see a harvest of blessing. And here's how I can say that. I can say that if we'll value work. I can say that if we'll value our gifts. I can say that if we'll value character and go to work and believe that work is valuable. That God blesses those. He's, 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 he's put gifts and talents on the inside of you. And He wants you to go and, and double what you have and increase and Exercise your gift. And, and when you can't exercise your gift, exercise your character. And I believe that that's how the blessing of God flows in your life. God's primary way, how He blesses you, is through your gift and through your character. Come on, if you believe that, say amen. You can chat in, the, in our chat and online, man, amen. God's primary way, how He blesses you, is through your gifts that He gave through your character that He wants to form on the inside to be more like Christ. See, when you do that, you begin to reflect what Joseph was. But greater than that, you begin to reflect who Jesus was. Close your eyes all across this place. I wanna pray with you, pray for you, pray for your thinking, pray for your heart, pray for your family, pray for wherever you are, whatever situation you're in. You might be blessed right now. You might be in between right now. You might be struggling right now. I wanna pray for you that God will speak to you where you need it, that you'll take this Word on where you need it, that you'll embrace God's gifts and God's call on your life where you need it. 
Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. Every man, every woman, I pray the blessing of heaven on their gifts, on their talents, on everything they are. Let an anointing from God begin to flow into families, Lord, as they embrace your ways. And I pray, Lord God, that it never be a hindrance to them. But I pray that they would see your hand in it. And I pray that it would be a blessing to them and it would bless many, many people. As you're praying today all across this place, I wanna pray for you if you've never received Christ into your heart, you've maybe drifted away, fell away, walked away. However it is, you, you fell away. I wanna say to you today that Jesus, He's the light of the world. If you run from Him, you'll walk in the darkness. He says, I am the good shepherd. I'll lead you to a place where you can feed on good pasture. He says, I'm the way. I'm literally the path that you walk on to to the Father. He says, I'm the life. He says, I don't just want to give you some morals or religion. I want to give you the Zoe life, the God life. I want to bless you, spirit, soul, and body. I died on a cross for you. I paid for the sin of the world. But I pay not just for the sin of the world, I pay for your mistakes and your sin. He paid for my mistakes and, and my sin. And the Bible says, whosoever, whosoever, that's you, you're invited. You're like, Anthony, you don't understand what it did last night or before that. Whosoever, whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What do I do when I call upon the name of the Lord? I'm, I'm, I'm turning to Him. I'm turning to Him. I'm trusting in Him. I wanna pray with you all across every home right now. Would you close your eyes? I wanna lead you in a prayer and that prayer will connect you to the person of Christ. Pray with me, say, Jesus, thank You for loving me. Thank You for dying for me. I believe You're the way, the truth and the life. I open my heart, I turn back to You. I receive You, I welcome You as my Saviour who forgives me, as my friend who walk with me, as my Lord who will be my boss. Those of you that pray that right there where you are, I wanna pray for you. Father, I thank you for every life. I thank you for every home right now that's just inviting Christ into their homes, into their hearts right now. I pray for them today that they would never be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen, say amen, say amen. Hey, let me talk to you real quick. Thank you so much for watching. If you said yes to Jesus today, there'll be a text number on the screen in a moment that will tell you what to text. We wanna send you a free book right now. It's a way for us to just help you on your next steps. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you. We're praying for you. We're excited that things are moving forward. Hey, we love you. We're praying for you. God bless you.